It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Mike Coffey from IndyNation.com. So, uh, Coffey, you know, we kind of predicted it pretty well last week. Let's see if we can do it again. Um, I don't know about talked, that. I mean, I, We talked I, about starting off strong. They did. They yep, scored they, right away. They did, yep. We I'm talked about sure. committing to the run. They did. They mm-hmm. pretty much pounded mm-hmm. it. We thought that was going to happen. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, the, the identity that we've been looking for them to finally create for this team has come in two forms, Jekyll and Hyde. And um, mm-hmm. they can not only do it between games, they can actually do it inside of a game like they did against Syracuse. <laughs> True. 21-7 at halftime. They get the opening kickoff. It's 24-7. Next thing you know, it's 24-17, and Syracuse has got the ball. Mm-hmm. And you kind of were scratching your head, like, how the hell did we get to this? Um, but they bounced back and, you know, took care of business and kept pounding the football, got away with a win convincingly. But is that what needs to change? Because I don't think that kind of play is going to translate into a W against a Clemson team. I don't think so either. I think uh, as much as I enjoy seeing them establish the run game the way they did, there has to be a little more balance there. I think that – Tommy Reese is getting a little bit predictable in his play calls when you think like the, a lot of runs on first down. And I, I, as as well as we were running the ball, I would have liked to see a little bit more play action there because I think if the, if the ground game is truly established and the safety start creeping up, that's when you're supposed to use play action, like to get a big play behind them. And I didn't really see a lot of those. And yeah. it's, I don't know whether it's just a limit. It's it's a Drew Pine limitation that he's just not being able to see the field. Or I've read some articles that say he's having trouble getting through his progressions and stuff like that. Which you know, if, if that's the yeah. case, and that's unfortunate. Not really a lot you can do about that other than repetition, which you're not going to get a lot of in the middle of right. the season. So, well, you know, I, look, I think <clears throat> the difficulty in playing somebody like Clemson is you're not going to be able to script a game plan before the game starts and just do nothing but execute that. Mm-hmm. Th- this is the kind of game where Notre Dame has got to make in-game adjustments based on what they're seeing. And that puts a lot of pressure on Reese. It puts mm-hmm. a lot of pressure on Freeman because mm-hmm. he's not really been in situations like this. No. And so when is he going to inject himself to make some in-game adjustments based on what he's seen, because that's what it's going to take to be Clemson. You're mm-hmm. you're not going to line up and say, okay, we're going to establish the run. Now, I'm, granted, I mean, you're going to try that. You're going to see where that goes. But based on what Clemson does to respond against that running attack, you're going to have to make an in-game adjustment once they yeah. start stuffing it. And 
that I think is what's going to get interesting. And to your point with Pine, I, I do think that's a problem. I really do. I think, boy, Tommy Reese has got to get creative here and create some situations where Pine can find some success early mm -hmm. because we absolutely need him confident going into the third. No year. doubt. No, absolutely. And without that, we're going to be in deep trouble because, like you said, you can only protect them so much with your play mm -hmm. calling. You, you're not going to win a football game against Clemson if your play calling is based on protecting Pine. No, that's true. I, I I I like the way the offensive line is playing. I mean, certainly leagues better than the beginning of the season. I imagine getting Patterson back definitely helped in that regard. But I think you're dealing with a quarterback that has limitations, and and I I don't want to you know rip on the kid or anything like that. I mean, he's he's doing a he's doing a great job in the situation that he's in. I mean, he he's there's a reason he wasn't the starter, and I don't say that to overly criticize him. But you know, we're we're in a situation where we're playing our second quarter, our second string quarterback, and you're right, it's on Tommy Reese to create situations to maximize his success. I mean, you can't be pounding the square peg into the round hole. You got to put together a game plan that plays to his strengths and. One thing I think they they need to do is I'd love for them to come up with a couple more plays where Michael Mayer isn't the number one option because he one of, one of the things Pine has to do better this Saturday he can't just laser focus on on Mayer and try to drill it into double and triple coverage. I mean the the number of times I know some people were at the game and they said like the checkdown receivers were wide open and could have run for five or ten yards and. Pine still has his eyes firmly set on where Mayer is and is trying to get the ball to him. And, you know, that's it's great to have an All-American tight end, but if he's drawing double and triple coverage, somebody's wide open. you got to find that guy because yeah. that's where you're going to get – that's where you got to make the defense pay for making those adjustments and shifts. Yeah, and I, I think the unfortunate thing for Notre Dame is Clemson's had two weeks to prepare for this. So mm -hmm. the idea that Dabo Sweeney is not going to find some holes is kind of – ridiculous yeah, um true. he's gonna find them i i think clemson is on third and four clemson is gonna find a way to somehow double team mayor i mean that's mm -hmm. oh definitely you're you're absolutely gonna see that look I, I mean my gut instinct is if i'm clemson i'm putting eight in the box until notre dame can force can force me out of that mm -hmm. can 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 basically beat one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside and we're going to find ways to double up on mayor and mm -hmm. we're putting eight guys in the box and if you're going to run you're going to have to run over us with that and mm -hmm. uh, you know i just think it's going to be a huge challenge for us as a football team to find ways to get around that to, to introduce some things that we have not introduced up to this point mm -hmm. um you know like you say some of play action plus but it's really some play action pass off of plays that we think might be go-to plays that we want to somehow not run that exact play and play an offshoot of it. So some misdirection based on some plays that we've been running consistently throughout the course of the season that we found some success with, you're going to have to play off of that, at least in a couple scenarios, in order to keep them honest. And, and I think you've got to find some of those in key situations to keep our drives going. 
Because look, I mean, like you say, Drew Pine is not the number one quarterback. He's the number two. And whether anybody agrees or disagrees with that, the coaching staff felt like he was the number two guy. They did not think he was number one. Mm-hmm. So that is what we're dealing with. And, and as a result of that, we're going to have to find some ways to do. You know, one of the things I thought Pine might do, because I remember Book doing this a lot, as Book would drop back, he would kind of find those angles that would give him better vision. Yeah. So he, what he would not do is stand in the same spot. And if his center was moving right into his line of vision, Book would just sidestep a second. To mm-hmm. get his to get through his progressions, I haven't sure. seen Pine do that yet. No, it it kind of looks like he's staying step, you know, s- cement feet. I'm staying right where I'm at. I'm going to go through my progressions, and if a linesman is in the way, well, then he's in the way, you know. Yeah. And I, I just think that's kind of. I'd love to see us do a little bit of rollout. We haven't done that this season. Okay, so why not roll the pocket a little bit? Why not move things a bit to? at least create some scenarios where maybe Pine can find, even if we got a shift to, to one side of the field, give him a short route, a deep route. If neither one of them are there, all right, take off. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that that we've got to do to kind of shake this up because, yeah, I think we can come out and try and run the football. And that is one of our strengths. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I think it's possible we could run against Clemson, but not if they got eight guys in the box. No, that's going to be. That ain't going to work. No, it's, that's they're too talented hard. for that. Yeah, I, but part of me wonders, I mean, we haven't seen Pine take off all that often. And that was another thing my friends who were at the game Saturday said. There were some situations where he'd have a lot of space in front of him and probably could have gotten some decent yards. And I wonder whether part of it is, you know, God forbid, he gets, he gets his bell rung or something. Well, now we're on yeah. Steve and Jelly. And yeah. I, I don't that put a true freshman in there who's inexperienced. I mean, that, that, that could be. That could be an even worse situation. So it's possible that the coaching staff is telling, listen, don't don't do anything crazy now because, I mean, he get, yeah, he's, he's gotten his bell rung once or twice already, and you don't want to go. In, you don't want to be taking a true freshman to Southern Cal and trying to win a game. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I really what, what what bugs me, I guess, is that I was kind of hoping to see, even though Drew Pine, he is a second string guy, I was hoping to see some improvement because the things we're talking about now are the same things we were talking about after the BYU game and the same things we were talking about after the Stanford game. And it's kind of like, at some point, is the light going to go on here? And is Pine going to realize, hey, you know, I I need to get better at looking off guys. I need to get better at saying, okay, I'm going here, then here, then here, and making it through those relatively quickly to make a good decision to find the open man, because we're we're, we're running out of runway here. I mean, not, not, not that we're challenging for a playoff berth or something like that. I mean, three losses already, but I would really like to see this team finish eight and four regular season at worst. Seven and five will be kind of like, yeah, well, I mean, they arrested the 0-2 free fall, but finishing eight and three or, or eight, uh, or, or finishing nine and three regular season, that would show that not only did they arrest the fall, they actually improved over the course of the year. They they corrected some of the issues. They became a harder team to beat and a team that was more capable of winning. And I would really, really like to go into Southern Cal eight and three because I think that would be. Uh, well, that would be huge. I mean, I, I don't think for us. Look, I think at the end of the day, my gut instinct was we would probably split between Clemson and USC. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my gut instinct was so 
if we go eight and four, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was okay with that, depending upon how we went eight and four. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like, all right, new coach, rookie, he's gonna make some mistakes, probably cost us a game for sure. So in my mind, eight and four, okay, that's possible, but how how did we get there? Um, seven and five would definitely be kind of disappointing. I mean, that that's a little bit of a head scratcher. Because um, you look at the schedule and you think, all right, where are there five losses on that schedule with what we got coming back? Mm-hmm. And um, and mm-hmm. and the promise of just having continuity in the program. You know, we got mm-hmm. two guys that are head coach or coaches that were there the last three years. They kind of mm-hmm. knew the culture. They knew what was going on. You just mm-hmm. assume that they could continue with that. Um, but, you know, look, I think this is this is all part of the plan. I I it's a big game. It's gonna. I, I think it's a huge challenge. I I find it kind of difficult for us to come into this game to face what we're gonna face in terms of Clemson, especially having an extra week. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. That is a huge advantage, and and Dabble Sweeney's the kind of guy that knows how to take advantage of that. And, and I almost think it's an unfair advantage. I mean, to have two weeks and we get one week. Um, you're going to be up against it. That's going to be a true. huge mountain to climb. I, I think I think over the course of the game, that's true. I think maybe in the first series or two, I think maybe Notre Dame a bit has the advantage a little bit. They played last week. They're in more of a rhythm, whereas Clemson didn't have a game last week. It, it, sometimes it'll take you a little while to get you know yeah. back into the swing and stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, possible. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think having having a week off definitely helps for game prep for a coach like Swain. Well, film breakdown. Uh, I mean, that's an extra yeah, he's, week. He's going to find game. something. Yeah. Now, now, granted, it's not like giving Nick Saban an extra week, but. Right. <laughs> no, that's. These, well, Devil's beating Saban, so it's not like he can't that's do true. that either. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, ultimately, I think there's, I think there's hope. Notre Dame is a good football team. Mm-hmm. At times, they can play some dominant. I mean, you look at the, the Syracuse game. And, you know, the head scratchers are, all right, five penalties in the first quarter. I mean, you, you, you literally, I think offensively, we had 35 yards we gave up in penalties in mm-hmm. the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you tack that on to first and 10, and you're probably starting out on average first and 15 for every single possession mm-hmm. that you had in the first quarter. No, you can't, you can't do that against Clemson. No, you're going to get your bell rung. You, you do that. Yeah. So so the discipline of not committing, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure on us to stay disciplined, not commit penalties, and then also on top of that, not commit turnovers. Because, um, again, I think Notre Dame is going to be forced to win the turnover battle if, if they're going to expect to win this football game. No. Um, and that's not easy to do against Clemson. I mean, that, that's a team that's a very op- opportunistic. They block some punts as well. So it's not like Clemson doesn't have the same kind of talent on special teams that we've got. Um, So, you know, things, you know, in general, I mean, if you look at the stats, I mean, they've got a damn good running back. He's going to be tough to contain. That's not going to be easy on us. The quarterback is going to scramble and run for some yards. If you look at the, the film against us in the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that killed us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Trevor running on third down probably like three or four times, I think, that game mm-hmm. where he got the first down with his feet, not even throwing the football. 
and that's just huge pressure. I I just think that it's going to be a real a challenge for us. Mm -hmm. You know, the crowd is going to have to be a plus on its game. It's really fired so. up. Otherwise, you know, it, it it's going to be a tough game for us to win on Fort Sam. And I think there's just a whole lot there. I think it's possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible. But boy, do we have to have a lot of things go right mm -hmm. if we have any chance of pulling out a victory. No, you're and, right. Um, and I think it might even be on the defensive side of the ball is where we're going to need it most. Because um, I just don't think we can kind of put up the kind of points to match Clemson if they're their average Clemson, you know. Yeah, that's going to be. I don't see us putting 35 points on the scoreboard against Clemson. Mm -hmm even though we're at home. I just I just don't see that. I can't nope. see that happening. If we're going to win this football game, the defense is going to have to be lights out, and, and it's going to be a game in the 20s that we somehow eke out by three points. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and that's obviously meaning a couple turnovers if they're not scoring 30 points. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think there has to be a there has to be, again, getting back to balance, not just on offense, but offense and defense. I mean, complementary football. There has to be the maximum effort put in by everybody. As you said, I don't think this offense has 35 points in them. I think they have maybe 24 points in them. The question is, can the defense hold Clemson to less than 24? And that that's this $24,000 question. Now it'll be interesting to see um, how does their quarterback, right? Cause he, he played really poorly against Syracuse and then their stud freshman came in and led him on a couple drives. So if, if DJ comes out and doesn't play, if, if, if he comes out and lays another egg, do you put the freshman in there? I, this time on the road night game, national tv i mean i don't know yeah yeah it's gonna get, well i would think notre dame will probably go after dj right away just for that very well, yeah. reason yeah yeah i kind of sense that we're, we're gonna blitz him a bit early on to basically not get him get his confidence back because right now i would agree with you i think he's probably questioning a little bit i mean that's hard to do to get taken out of a game i mean no mm -hmm. quarterback ever wants that Dabo right away in the press conference said he's our guy. Don't don't mm -hmm. read into this. So that'll be interesting. But I, I mean, this is going to be this will be that back and forth that happens inside the game that's going to be so critical for us in terms mm -hmm. of you know what do we do and what are the situations we create. And I personally believe, boy, it's going to show Saturday if we don't make any kind of in-game uh adjustments then I, I just don't see how we keep this thing close close enough for us, uh, us to have a chance to win in the fourth quarter so it's going to be definitely and will be interesting given all the recruiting visitors who are coming in oh, big a, night. A, a good performance is critical i mean you want to look yeah. good in front of these guys and you know it's you, yeah, you want the majority. You want that game still in doubt. Yeah. And, and the problem is the the home schedule this year has been really nothing to write home about, which is why they're all coming out for this Clemson game. So now you have all the eggs in this basket, and uh, it's you. You can hope it, and I can see the way I can see my way clear to saying, yeah, I mean, Clemson's played mostly ACC 
teams and the ACC is really not that great this year. And we played Clemson just as tough, if not, or Syracuse just as tough, not tougher than they did at their place and not at home. But then I just keep getting back, going back to Marshall and Stanford and, you know, what happens if uh, that kind of a performance pops up. And this time you're not playing a crappy team. You're playing a team that's ranked number four in the CFP and has the talent to really punch you in the face. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's uh, with that all being said, <laughs> and not that you're in Vegas putting any money on this game, but what's your prediction? <laughs> I picked uh, I picked a 31 to 24 loss in our yeah. contest. I, I you know I, I as much as I as much as I want to pick them to win, it's I, I, they got to show me. I mean, if yeah. if this was if this was like a one if this team had taken care of business against like Marshall and Stanford and stuff like that, and, that, and it looked like quality. I'd be willing to go out on a limb, but I'm I'm just too afraid that that team is going to show up Saturday. And yeah, uh, so that's what I think. Well, so if I were in Vegas, I would not be putting money on Notre Dame. So you will not see a tweet from me saying that Notre Dame is going to cover the spread. But um, <laughs> what is by spread? the way, I'm I'm three for three for that this year. So okay, <laughs> so hopefully nobody's following me betting wise. <laughs> but anyways, um, three and a half point spread at the moment. Clemson's okay. favored. That's Which basically on a neutral field means they're a six and a half point favorite. Yeah. So it's it's right in line with where you know you're predicting. Yeah. Um but yeah, with with the with the three and a half point uh spread for Clemson, I you know, I, I do think Notre Dame has a chance to win this football game. I do think everything would have to go right. Um I think it's gonna be a tough battle. I, I do think the Irish have a chance to win. I kind of think they might pull it off. So um, my heart is going to yeah. say 27-25. Um, and, but I would not be shocked if you're closer to the final outcome and we we fall short. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, it, it, either one of those outcomes, depending mm-hmm. on how that happens. Um, but I just think that, you know, with with the situation we're in at the moment and what we've seen with our eyes, I mean, our eyes are the true test of where Notre Dame's at. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's asking an awful lot to have the huge improvement we're going to need with Pine and with the offense to kind of put up the points to match with Clemson. Sure. And, uh, but, but I do think it's doable. I think the Irish might actually pull it out mm-hmm. um, because the game hype being at Clemson we won't have that letdown feel of the two games we lost in Stanford and Marshall. Um, we're the underdog going into this. It's a night game. I kind of think that might turn the table. So it'll be interesting. We'll see. I guess we Who's, will. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we can always hope. Um, but I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I really do think the back and forth during the game is going to be fascinating because mm-hmm. you're going to see the ups and downs and the swings and and Notre Dame's going to get punched in the mouth, and we'll see if they can bounce back during the game because uh, they're going to need to do that. There are going to be times in the game where we're going to get gashed. Shipley's mm. going to go for a run, and we got to bounce back from that, and that's yep. that's not easy to do against a team like Clemson. I agree. Yep. I agree. All right, we'll leave it there. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. Mike Coffey, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening.